Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. COVID boosters can't outpace new mutations. Here's why they still work. The latest vaccines are designed to target XBB15, the dominant variant throughout much of 2023, until now, by Emily Mullen. Updated vaccines against COVID-19 are coming, just as hospitalizations and deaths due to the virus are steadily ticking up again. On Tuesday, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration authorized new mRNA booster shots from Moderna and Pfizer, and today, a panel of outside experts that advises the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention voted to recommend the shots to everyone in the United States ages six months of age and older. Once CDC Director Mandy Cohen signs off on the recommendations and the vaccines are shipped, people can start getting boosters. The recommendation is projected to prevent about 400,000 hospitalizations and 40,000 deaths over the next two years, according to data presented at the meeting by CDC epidemiologist Megan Wallace. This year's mRNA vaccines are different from the 2022 booster in a key way. Last year's shot was a bivalent vaccine, meaning it covered two variants, the original one that emerged in China in 2019, plus the Omicron subvariant BA5, which was circulating during much of 2022. This fall's booster drops the original variant, which is no longer circulating and unlikely to return. It targets just the Omicron subvariant XBB15, which was dominant throughout much of 2023. Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines work by introducing a tiny piece of genetic material called messenger RNA, or mRNA, that carries instructions for making SARS-CoV-2's characteristic spike protein. Once injected, cells in the body use those instructions to temporarily make the spike protein. The immune system recognizes the protein as foreign and generates antibodies against it. Those antibodies stick around so that if they encounter that foreign invader again, they mount a response against it. Since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, the virus has acquired new mutations in its spike protein and elsewhere. These mutations result in new variants and subvariants that diverge from the original virus. When enough mutations accumulate, these new versions can more easily evade the antibodies created by previous vaccine doses or infections. The constantly evolving nature of this virus is the reason why health regulators decided last year to update the original mRNA vaccines, which were designed against the version of the virus that first appeared in 2019. This year, once again, the virus has changed enough to warrant an updated booster. In June, an advisory committee to the FDA recommended that this fall's booster be a monovalent vaccine, 
targeting only the then-dominant XBB15 subvariant. At that meeting, committee members reviewed evidence suggesting that the inclusion of the original variant may hamper the booster's effectiveness against newer offshoots. The previous bivalent vaccine contained the ancestral spike and thus skewed immune responses to the old spike, says David Ho, professor of microbiology at Columbia University, whose research, which is not yet peer-reviewed, was among the evidence the FDA panel reviewed. This is what we call immunological imprinting, and it results in lack of immune responses to the new spike. He thinks taking out the old variant should optimize the immune response. But over the past few months, even newer Omicron offshoots have arrived. Currently, EG51, or ARIS, is the dominant one in the United States, United Kingdom, and China. Meanwhile, a variant called BA286, or Pirola, has been detected in several countries. Pirola has raised alarm bells because it has more than 30 new mutations compared to XBB15. Even though the new boosters were formulated against XBB15, they're still expected to provide protection against these new variants. The reason is, while antibodies are important in protection against mild disease, the critical part of the immune response that's important for protecting against severe disease is T-cells, says Paul Offit, professor of vaccinology at the University of Pennsylvania and a member of the FDA's Vaccine Advisory Committee. These cells are a different part of the immune response. Unlike antibodies, which neutralize a pathogen by preventing it from infecting T-cells, T-cells work by eliminating the cells that have already been invaded and boosting creation of more antibodies. Both the Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech COVID vaccines produce long-lasting T-cells in addition to antibodies. It's why Offit says when the Omicron wave hit in late 2021 and peaked in January 2022, the U.S. didn't see a dramatic increase in hospitalizations and deaths, even as cases rose significantly. People's T-cells kicked into gear, even when their antibodies didn't recognize the Omicron variant. In some ways, says Offit, when it comes to vaccine booster development, it almost doesn't matter what we pick to target because the coronavirus has yet to evolve away from T-cell recognition. Everything works. Scientists think T-cells are able to protect against severe COVID because they're recognizing parts of the virus that have remained unchanged throughout the pandemic. I suspect that as we continue to vaccinate, there are some conserved regions of the virus, says Jacqueline Miller, Moderna's head of infectious diseases. So even with the accumulation of mutations, we're still building on previous immunity. People who have hybrid immunity, that is, have had a COVID infection and have also been vaccinated, seem to have the best immune responses to new variants, she says, which suggests that previous exposure shapes and improves immune responses to new variants. Preliminary studies show that antibodies generated by previous infections and vaccinations should be capable of neutralizing pyrola. Earlier this month, Moderna issued a press release saying that clinical trial data showed that its updated booster generated a strong immune response against pyrola, as well as the more prevalent ARIS variant. In a statement to Wired, Pfizer spokesperson Jerrica Pitts said the company continues to closely monitor emerging variants and conduct tests of its updated monovalent booster against them. Data presented at Tuesday's CDC meeting showed that Pfizer-BioNTech's updated booster elicited a strong neutralizing antibody response against both ARIS and Pirola. The FDA expects that COVID-19 vaccines will continue to be updated on an annual basis, unless a completely new variant emerges that requires a different approach. We will always be a little behind the virus, says Ho. In this instance, we won't suffer too much, but that might not be the case going forward. Surveillance is imperative. Thanks for listening to Wired. I'm Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at wired.com. 
Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.